Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome, Digestible Dynamics. We are back with another episode this week. Now, you might be asking yourself, wait, didn't season one just end last week? And you would be 100% correct. Season one officially ended last week. And this week isn't our season two opener yet. It's actually bonus content. We just love doing this podcast for you and bringing you value. So we're providing you with bonus content before season two comes out. That's right. We're doing things a little bit differently in this episode. Normally, you'll get an episode with an expert that's about 15 minutes or less talking about Dynamics 365. But between all of our seasons, we'll be recording bonus content. These episodes will feature super special guests like our guest today, Patrick McDonald, who is in charge of Microsoft's real estate portfolio and security, or will bring on a customer who uses Dynamics 365 to share their experience. However, if you have a special guest that you'd like us to have on the show, send us an email at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Remember, this show is for you, brought to you by the experts. Thanks for that synopsis of what our listeners can expect for our bonus content, KJ. Today, we're talking about how Microsoft drinks its own champagne or Kool-Aid. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. Now, a few episodes back, we talked about our one of our biggest pet peeves, and I didn't mention one that really, really bothers me, and that's people who are hypocrites. People who advise one thing, but then perform a contradictory action. Man, that really grinds my gears. It would be like a software vendor who sells a CRM solution, but internally they use Excel as their CRM, which I have worked for in the past. Now, luckily at Microsoft, we do use our own sales automation solution. Yeah, you know what? We do, and we should do an episode on that in the future too. I agree. I agree 100%. And today we're highlighting how Microsoft drinks its own field service flavored champagne for its global ticket management for its facilities and campuses. KJ, I'm not a field service expert, so can you give us an elevator pitch on it? I got you. Dynamics 365 Field Service helps organizations deliver on-site service to customer locations. It combines workflow automation, scheduling algorithms, and mobility to set up mobile workers for success when they're on-site with customers fixing issues. Let me give you a couple examples of types of organizations that use applications to manage their field service. Manufacturing. So think about a medical device manufacturer who sells machines to hospitals and clinics and uses the application to manage maintenance services over the lifetime of the machines. Think about a utility company. Fiber optic cable utility company uses the application to respond to outages by dispatching technicians to a problem area. Or if we look at our healthcare folks, an in-home healthcare service provider uses the application to schedule and dispatch healthcare workers to administer medicine and other care to multiple patients. 
Love that, KJ. So it really sounds versatile for a number of use cases and different types of companies. But today's guest is going to share how we're using Microsoft Field Service at, you may have guessed it, Microsoft. So let me introduce you all to this week's guest, Patrick McDonald. Patrick McDonald is currently a director of real estate and security technology at Microsoft and brings an extensive background in real estate operations with experience in project management, real estate technology, and operations. Patrick currently manages global infrastructure within Microsoft Real Estate and Facility Centers of Excellence. His current responsibilities within the COE include global CSAT, global lease administration, global data and reporting, and global contract management. Patrick joined Microsoft in September 2012 as part of Real Estate and Facilities Center of Excellence. Patrick's strengths are in the area of project management and process improvement, as well as comprehensive knowledge of corporate real estate organization from his past roles. Patrick, thank you for being a guest on the Digestible Dynamics podcast to be the first person to do the bonus content. We're so excited to have you on to talk about how Microsoft effectively is drinking their own Kool-Aid. So welcome. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm a little nervous here about being the uh, the guinea pig on the uh, additional uh, podcast, but excited. Don't worry. We'll we'll bring you into the family just like we do with every other guest. But let me go ahead and dive right in. And I want to ask, how is Microsoft utilizing its own field service product today? So at Microsoft, we call it internally in GWS or Global Workplace Services. It's the old real estate and facilities group at Microsoft. Internally, we call it Facility Link, and that, that's our internal name for how we manage um, the operations of our corporate real estate portfolio. And that corporate real estate portfolio at Microsoft, you know, like Microsoft's second biggest company in the world most days of the week, um, we have one of the largest corporate real estate portfolios in the world. So we use Facility Link specifically to manage the facility operations of over 756 corporate offices in over 110 countries in the world and close to 36 to 38 million square feet of office space. So um, we use it for everything for requests to fix light bulbs, to sweep the carpets, and for furniture requests, anything that you can think of that you might want done at your office. Wow, that is a, an amazing portfolio of, of real estate that we have. And so when we when we look at field service, it, as far as the tickets and enabling you know the customers, I mean actually our technicians, how has field service, I would say, reduced their time to value? Yeah, good. Another good question. Right. So, so field service or facility link as we call it, right? There, there's two sides of this uh, application. There's the employee side of the application, and then there's the technician side of the application. So for once, to, and to answer your question uh, uh, best is that all employees go to the same entry portal to request any type of maintenance or operational services at Microsoft, right? So there's your first time saver. There isn't five or six different entry portals to go to. It's a single portal that all um, of the employees at Microsoft have access to, either via web through the mobile application or right through a web page on, on their desktop, right? On the technician side of that, right? So we have, um, because the portfolio is so large, 
Um, we probably have 10 different companies or facility management companies that manage our facility operations around the globe, right? So the tickets that the employees issue come into the system and then they're then pushed out to the specific company that's managing that particular portfolio, that particular building, right? And then it breaks it down by what specific job function will be required to service that ticket, right? So you don't have to call five or six different people. It knows by code where that ticket needs to go to. It then issues it right to the, what we call tier two vendor in order to um, service that ticket. Efficiencies are also gained because people used to have to either go by email or text. Now we have mobile operations. We've enabled the mobile um, capabilities of Dynamics to issue the tickets right to the service technicians. And for the service technicians, we've also um, integrated Azure Maps. So it tells them exactly how to get to their ticket and the quickest route, right? So I could go on for a half hour about all the efficiencies that the application creates for us, but that's kind of high level and something that I think anybody listening to the podcast would be able to understand. Oh yeah, we'll definitely have you go into a bit more detail because that's exactly what this bonus content is all about. Now just for for a context, when we talk about the volume of tickets. You mentioned this is for the entire real estate portfolio. Enough buildings to fill up arguably a, a couple major metropolitans, enough square miles, I, I'm assuming the size of an entire state in the US. So what is the volume Kevin, of tickets? You, like? you, yeah, you say that. So like comparables, right? When I talk to other people um, that have corporate level jobs and we talk about the campus in Redmond, right? So you know, it's 120 plus buildings, 16 million plus square feet, right? So there's, I live in Chicago, probably the third biggest city in, in the country. We don't have any corporate campuses even comparable to that, right? So when I'm comparing it and doing presentations for other, um, uh, for other customers, so our campus in Redmond would be comparable to like Ohio State University or the university in Texas in terms of size or scale, right? So that that's what we're talking about. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless, actually, um, at, at, the, at the large footprint that we have. But I'm not surprised either, though. If that makes sense, right? Because we are Microsoft. We do a lot of different things. And to have, um, to be able to push out the software that we push out, the the clouds, you know, the three clouds, we talk about Azure, we talk about Office, we talk about Dynamics. That makes sense to have that type of real estate portfolio to house all the people that are doing the jobs um, that we need to help our customers. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy uh, how big the uh, the campus is and the scale at which we operate. But you're asking about like ticket volumes, right? So in that portfolio, when we talk about operations and people that occupy our buildings, right? We have FTEs, which is full-time employees. It's a Microsoft acronym, right? But 
we don't service just the full-time employees. There's consultants, there's vendors, there's other people that use our corporate office space. So we're talking about upwards of 200,000 people have the ability to create tickets for us to service through facility link. So volume wise, it really depends in, in the pandemic stage now, or just coming out of the pandemic stage, volume really low, right? But at some of the bigger campuses around the world outside of Redmond, you know, we could produce, you know, 500 tickets a day. And when I say that, and and this is another piece that that we may go into deeper um, as we go on, it's not just employee tickets. We also have an integration with um, smart buildings. So we do preventative maintenance tickets that flow right through our field service, right? So that logic in the uh, smart buildings is constantly looking at fault detection and preventative maintenance schedules. So that's producing tickets as well that aren't necessarily produced by an employee in the hopes of us servicing our buildings or getting to faults before it becomes an issue for employees. Wow, that's a lot of great information. But I I do want to go back and I want to pinpoint on just one thing you said. You said contractor versus your full-time employees, right? The permission sets have to be incredibly hard to maintain and understand. How, How did you go about doing that? Because I'm sure somebody who's going to be listening to this podcast is probably going to or is experiencing that same thing that they need to separate the folks that are outside from the internal. How do you do that? Yeah, good question, right? So there's two sides of it. There's the the input side that's done either by employees, vendors, whoever. That's kind of open to anybody to to uh, request um, tickets or request services in Facility Link. On the other side, it's the technician. So you brought up a really good point. So to service all those buildings, there's thousands and thousands of vendors that have access to Facility Link, right? So we go in role-based, right? And, and company-based because you have competing companies that provide services for us across the globe. So we don't want one company to be able to see the financials or the tickets from another company, right? Also, you don't want your electrical technician to have the same um, access as your plumber or as your cleaning service or as your landscaping service, right? So it's in dynamics, it's really easy for us to set that up. We kind of have a model that we scale and, and those roles uh, that we use, it, it, they're the same types of roles no matter who the vendor is, but we do separate things out by, by vendor and role. No, I love that. And next time I have a demo that I need to have a conversation about, I'm bringing you in so you can explain that exactly how you said it. And I'm also <laughs> going to point them back to the Digestible Dynamics podcast. So <laughs> thank you for that information. But Kenneth, it's normal business speak, right? So Dynamics is set up in a way that's very accommodating to your normal business person, right? So they understand um, how the business works. Dynamics accommodates that without having to do crazy types of customization on the software. I love that. We're going to touch on solution maintenance and solution configuration in in a bit, but I wanted to ask, kind of taking a step back, how did Microsoft decide on using Microsoft Field Service? It sounds like a silly question, but I know that there are companies out there that don't use their own system, so I'm just curious how we came to decide to think about, let's drink our own champagne. 
Yeah, yeah. Another another good question. So first of all, in in corporate real estate, um, it's a, it's a small world, right? And most of the user base has worked for one of the other vendors that provides corporate real estate services, right? So the first thing we look for is technology that the user base would be familiar with. We also look for um, technology that, that's purpose built, right? That doesn't require a whole bunch of customizations. You know, people use that term out of the box. Um, th- that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, so for us in real estate, um, we always go out with those uh, first two intentions, right? To find something that's purpose built and find something that is going to be welcome by our user base. It makes the rest of the experience a lot easier for us and a lot easier for us to maintain. We also like to use Microsoft product when we have an ability to do that, right? But we've gotten ourselves into a pickle before because we are Microsoft. Um, We can custom build any type of software we want, right? But that hasn't always been the right way to go for us in real estate. Uh, It just so happens that at the time we were looking in the market, Microsoft had just acquired field service and made that part of the Dynamics package. So that was almost a no-brainer for us that we were going to have an opportunity to take a first-class solution and really showcase what we have at Microsoft and become the first corporate real estate group in the world that has a single instance for facility operations deployed uh, around the entire globe. Yeah, I just want to reiterate that. You're talking about a single solution across the entire globe, 756 offices. I think you said 110 countries and a ridiculous millions of of square footage. So that's super cool uh, that, that you brought that up. Now, when we think about that, I think it's intimidating to have a solution that needs to be maintained that is the single access point across the entire company. How is that process managed? Who's maintaining you know, Microsoft Field Service on the real estate side? So our support, so um, our Dynamics team or Microsoft Digital is, is our first party vendor, our partner, our peers, our friends, the folks that, that we work most closely with, right? So um, they provide, they did all of the deployment for us. They did all of the configuration and they provide all the support going forward. Um, it's been a really good partnership with those guys. They're the experts in dynamics. So we come up with the problems. They come up with the capabilities and the solutions, right? So, and, and, and you were talking about the, the breadth of, of the portfolio that we have, right? So, in, in getting that into a single instance, because you're talking about how many different languages that we need to bring in, how many different currencies, how many different regulations or uh, municipalities are we having to, to deal with to make that thing work? Um, but it, it certainly was achievable. And because of all of the out-of-box capabilities with Dynamics, it made it an easy choice for us. So you're telling me that you have multiple languages, multiple currencies, yeah. all yeah. coming back into one system being calculated correctly so that our CFO can see it and make the the right payments and so forth to you know to ourselves. 
right? But you can do this. Kenneth, I, I'm not a finance guy, so I don't do the <laughs> audit on the finance. So that's one of the capabilities we have. I haven't gotten in trouble with Amy Hood or any of the other finance folks. So I'm assuming that it's working perfectly. <laughs> and that's all that that's all that matters. But you can bring all of that data, those data points back in. And now you can start to have the reports that you need. And you can see it in the currency that you need to see it in based on geographical geographical location. That's correct. Yep. And and so we use, um, so another Microsoft product that we use to support is Power BI, right? So, um, and we have an Azure data lake that we pipe all of the data that comes out of our um, facility link, our Dynamics built facility link into our Azure data lake, right? Where we can smash the data from facility link with all of the other data from our applications in real estate. And then we visualize it with Power BI. It tells a very impressive story as to what is going on at each of our corporate locations around the world. That is a robust report. I can only imagine covering that much ground literally in in the entire world. Now, I love that you talked about smart buildings. And, and you may have seen my reaction as we're showing our video, it, that light bulb click. I was like, I never thought about that. Can you walk us through what that is and how field service is actually helping maintain those particular buildings? Yeah, so we use a solution called uh, Iconics, right? And um, Iconics is the smart building solution that we currently have integrated, although we are working on things internally um, to create our, our own version of that smart buildings. What it really is, is a rules engine, right? And, and the rules engine is looking at fault detection on all of our um, building systems. And from there, it's determining priority, it's determining cost, it's determining time to fix, right? And then from there, it issues those tickets um, and it's integrated with facility links. So once, uh, once those tickets are issued, it goes right to the technicians, the facility link technicians for them to make any service calls on, on our major building systems on campus in Redmond. No, I love that. I mean, ILT is definitely a product that I, I love a lot. And I'm glad that we we can really bring that into Dynamics in a different way and then show that value um, in having those two systems work together. But I do want to ask, like, what are some other ways that field service improves some processes at Microsoft? Good question. So in, in terms of improving processes, right? So we look at... Um, we look at business case from the actual facilities operations side of things, right? So one of the things that we struggled with was um, keeping our eye or understanding or knowing where all of our furniture pieces. You can imagine 16 million square feet of office in Redmond. You can imagine how many chairs and desks and garbage cans and files that we have throughout the campus, right? So uh, in terms of efficiencies, right there, we were looking at the efficiencies that we can create right from facility link in terms of asset tracking, RFID tagging, barcoding. So we're able to work with the business to understand what their needs are. And those capabilities are already built into Dynamics that we're able then to go ahead and configure and light those capabilities up as part of the system. Wow, Patrick, you have given the Digestible Dynamics folks 
a lot of information to think about, to really digest and and really get back to understanding what field service can do for them in their environment. But we appreciate you being on the show. We we want to have you back. We need to have you back. I think everybody needs to understand a little bit more about what Patrick is saying and how field service can be used in your line of business to increase your efficiencies and decrease all the clutter that has been sitting around for years and years, that technical debt, so to speak. Um, But Patrick, again, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We look forward to having you back in the near future and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.